0: Alright, it's running, welcome everybody to the co-group association meeting, association co-group meeting. Can we start with missions and visions and values, please?
1: The association envisions a world where people of diverse backgrounds and abilities find commonality to work towards a positive future for the planet. The mission of the Association shall be to cultivate community without borders where people can learn from each other and experience continual growth for the betterment of the world. The Association achieves its mission through opportunities for transformative lifelong learning and creative endeavour, ecological stewardship, and community-based social enterprises. The values of the Association are intentional gladness, compassionate interest, acquired enthusiasm. The founding of the association is inspired by anthroposophy and the Camp Hill community.
0: Thank you, Mason. So Danielle is here to um, share with us a presentation she's been working on for quite some time, first mentally I guess, and then in a in a PowerPoint presentation. Um, I was grateful, Lauren, when you said you were excited to hear this presentation in this particular context, so I wanted to really highlight that we sit here as various people holding various roles in the Sultan Association. I would particularly ask the chairs of the committees to really listen to it from that lens. Uh, it is my sense that we will have to pick up the Focus and direction of the committees in the very near future, at least some of them, because again changes keep happening, and it would be good to just anchor that again, maybe with a more grounded understanding of what is actually possible through the committee work. So I wanted to focus us that way, and then I hand over to you, Daniel. We
2: are so happy to have that. Happen. I'm very excited to share this. Um, the this slideshow is really a, um, I mean, I've had the great fortune of having all of these inspiring conversations about the potential future of Sultane. and through all these various conversations, it felt very ungrounded. So this is my first attempt at a physical form of the different inspirations that are going on in different areas of the organization. Um, so this presentation is... You just have to fiddle, then It's like it kind of... Oh, that was my computer. Okay. Yeah, Glenmore. (laughs) So this is a potential future of the Glenmore campus of Sultanes. Um, And I invite you... So this presentation is probably, if I were to do it, well, like an hour and a half long, and we're going to do it in 45 minutes. Despite that, um, I invite everyone to, like, ask questions, stop, and, you know, let's have a conversation around the different topics, Um, and I might say, okay, that's coming in a later slide, because we'll get to it. So, yeah. Um, We no longer are a, you know, traditional looking camp hill community where people with and without disabilities are living and working together on a piece of land. So I'm asking that for the next 45 minutes you have an open mind to the possibilities of what we could do with this campus and how it is a potential new future for Camp Hill as well. Phoenix Rising style. Uh (laughs) Sorry, this is gonna take me a little bit to figure out. So here's just a working um, vision statement, if you will. Campus Sultan's Glenmore campus is an inclusive hub for learning, exploring oneself, engaging with each other for the betterment of our communities and our world. I borrowed this from the uh, Sultan Association vision statement. Campus Sultan's Glenmore campus is a sanctuary for creative exploration of individuals and groups alike in a healing environment. There's emphasis on including people with different abilities and backgrounds. The campus is an inclusive space where facilitators can host their intensives and retreats related to spiritual discovery, social good, artistic exploration, etc. Individuals can book a personal retreat stay and have access to the amenities of the campus. And individuals can visit for the day and enjoy the cafe, the gift shop, art classes, the gallery, and the idyllic campus so um, the next portion of this presentation is really to show what other organizations are doing and there's probably thousands in the US and around the world that are doing different things similar to this that are making it work so um, these are just things that have made their way into our like, co- collective consciousness so I'm going to s- explain a little bit about each of these places um, the first is Haystack School of Crafts, and this is a um, uh, craft school in Maine in a place called Deer Isle, which is an island on the coast, and here you can sign up for a week-long retreat in ceramics or fiber, art, dyeing, glasswork, metalworking, all kinds of different craftwork. Um, and people pay to go and have this kind of working vacation um, or art students will come and kind of deepen their craft with kind of um, well-known artists throughout the world. So it's often art professors who come and teach a week-long intensive and the class sizes are like 10 people. So there's other, sorry I have a hair in my mouth that is driving me insane. Um, (laughs) So, there's other places, um, like a place called Penland in North Carolina, Um, so there's quite a few of these around. And then, the next place that we'll take a look at is a place called Kripalu, which is a yoga retreat center in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And this is much bigger than anything we'll ever have, they have hundreds of acres. And they're serving about 600 people a night in their busy season. But um, they have speakers and presenters coming and leading workshops that e- are either a few hours long or um, they could go up to a, a week long. And again, people are coming and staying and participating in these retreats. Or you can just go and stay in a room, um, in a bunk room or you know, a nice private apartment for as long as you want, and then participate in classes, go on hikes in the surrounding area, that sort of thing. La Biere, something like that. Um, This is an anthroposophical initiative um, based around a biodynamic farm, and they're experimenting with associative economics. They have a cafe that's open to the public. They have um, an eco-hotel so people can come and stay there and they also have an intentional community that is supporting the whole initiative. So some of that. Where is
1: that?
2: Uh, this is in Fran- In Sorry, Switzerland. Millworks is in Harrisburg. And this is basically a city block that was an abandoned warehouse that has been converted into a farm-to-table restaurant and brewery. Um, and they also have a shop and artist studios upstairs. So an artist can rent a studio space for something like $400 and then they have access to basically the public like people who are coming and eating in the restaurant can purchase the work that's there um, being sold in the, in the store and they're also promoting these artists in their online platform. So it's giving artists a platform and creating a collaborative workspace for people to come together. Um, the next place is pretty exciting. So this is in the south of France. And I apologize for the pond, but I could not help myself. <laughs> um, so this is a castle that is um, housing an organization that is working in fiber arts. And they've taken all of their courtyards and they're growing flowers, fruits, and vegetables for the purpose of dyeing fibers. Um, and they're developing sustainable dyeing techniques and working with textile manufacturers to really impact how textiles are being manufactured um, in a more sustainable way. So they're utilizing their land to offer you know, the actual work of developing these dyeing techniques, developing the dyes themselves and selling them, and also they have this whole arts initiative, um, and they have artists and residents coming through and art shows and things of that nature. And then we go to Redstone Glen Fiber Arts, which is in York, Pennsylvania. And it's so basic and obvious, and we've talked about doing something like this. Um, So they have a whole bunch of looms and they're offering workshops in weaving and other kinds of fiber art Um, They have a shop where you can buy the raw materials for your own textile creation. And then you can also shop for things that other people have made. So it's kind of a full circle situation where you can come, learn how to make something, get all the supplies you need to make it, and then sell the thing that you've made to someone who wants to buy it. Hadaland Glassberg, <laughs> pardon my terrible pronunciation. So this is a glass collective, glass blowing collective in Oslo, Norway, and it's really old, something like 250 years old, and it's really a, a tourist attraction, but people can go there for the day and watch glasswork and also other crafts and artwork happening They have a cafe, you can get a croissant, your children can play on the grounds there, and it's kind of like going to have this experience. Um, You can also take classes there, and they're selling different wares that people are making. So that brings us back to Sultan's potential future, clearing in the (laughs) woods where we find ourselves. So what we could potentially be offering here is classes and workshops, a place for people to stay, work for people to purchase, artist spaces for people to collaborate, horticulture to support the arts and the feeding of these people, all under this beautiful, healing, sustainable umbrella. So everything's kind of working together as an organism. Um, And this is just a list of the potential offerings that we could have here. We have such a large campus, and uh, there's so many opportunities with the buildings that we have. Some of the stuff we're already doing, and some of it would take very little effort to get it started. Um, Other things on this list would be a little bit more challenging to get started, but you can see there's lots of opportunity. So, I wanna talk a little bit about the potential future of Entwine. So we've talked here a little bit about <coughs> the 101 Bridge location and the current location where Entwine is housed. It's, it would be weird to imagine creating textiles in this kind of artist market. So if we could imagine Entwine actually being located in Iduna, where the current training and working studio is. And the training and working studio is finding itself a home elsewhere, which I don't know how much of that I can say publicly. (laughs) Um, Parcival Training and Working is looking at having some space in Phoenixville, so there might be some artwork happening out there. So if Entwine were in Iduna, it could be a really open space where different artists could come and work. The Entwine um, body of work could expand with the expansion of other artists coming in. We could be operating <laughs> workshops, and then the retail store could be located here, and we're already looking at increasing our online sales. So um, the future of Entwine is bright, and I'm really excited about that. This is a a paraphrasing of something you can find on Entwine's new website. Entwine is a collective of artists with varying experience, backgrounds, and abilities exploring the world of fiber art. The heart of Entwine is textile design, which includes weaving, sewing, printmaking, dyeing, and spinning. Together, the artists of Entwine strive to create a cohesive body of work while also teaching skills and fostering independence for considering one's own creativity. I'm just gonna skip down. There are a variety of ways to engage, including renting a loom to work, taking classes, and generating saleable work within the collective. Mm. Mm. So, Sultane Cafe Glenmore. Uh, This is, uh, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. Basically, turning like melding what has been barista class and the Sultane Cafe into something that's actually open to the public. And then those people who are staying here for for retreats would have an awesome place to come get a delicious cappuccino and a pastry and, you know, sit and do whatever you do in a cafe. And it's creating an opportunity to build connections with our local East Nant Mill community as well. And then um, also financially, it's a small increase in overhead for a whole nother potential income stream. So it makes the whole thing a little bit more sustainable. Um, Food, Uh, I think that the future of Soul Kitchen. There's a, a great opportunity for collaboration if we have a bunch of people who are staying here who need to be fed. Breakfast is one thing, lunch and dinner is another. So whatever we have um, cooking down there at 101 Bridge, um, we just have them card up some catering, and then again, we're using our own resources and deepening those connections. CAP, um, so we'll talk in a little bit. (laughs)
0: Great photo. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
2: talk in a little bit about the residency um, but having people who are staying here have the opportunity to have shows in CAP. Um, we have all of this experience that we've gained over the last uh, is it year and a half that we've been offering art classes and um, collaborating with the local teaching artist community. So we can just draw on that community and offer similar art classes here. So it's not a huge leap to imagine having art classes here. And we certainly have the space to do it. Um, Hi, Pete and Pippin! (laughs) Horticulture and husbandry. So um, these goats, Pete and Pippin, provide mohair for the textile studio, so we could create an event around shearing them and bring people out here. Um, We also have an angora rabbit, so there's a potential growth opportunity there. so once we shear the goats, we then spin the wool, spin the fiber, <laughs> then dye it in a workshop, then weave it in a workshop, and then sew it in a workshop. So again, it's kind of this like self-contained organism. And then horticulture, we have all of this land, this amazing greenhouse. We could really utilize that um, asset to one, be feeding the people who are here by providing food to the Soul Kitchen that will then be preparing the food and offering it here. We could, you know, talk about having uh, a functioning kitchen here at some point, but I think there's a, a whole lot of limitations to that, so I just am really enjoying thinking about growing Soul Kitchen. <laughs> um, and then also using horticulture to grow the put the, like, fibers that could be used, like, flax is used for, what's it called, though? It's linen. Okay, so flax can be turned into (laughs) linen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we're growing blueberries that can be used for dyeing. We can grow all these different kinds of plants that then would be used in the workshops that are being held here. And then we could also be offering horticultural workshops, biodynamic workshops, permaculture workshops house gardening, beekeeping workshops, whatever. Um, Yeah, so that's a whole other area of exploration. And then we have this beautifully structured residency that hasn't really gained a whole lot of traction, I think because it really needs something for people to come to. And if there are other artists working here in this way and we're having workshops, then it would be really attractive for someone coming out of art school or in a summer, while they're in art school, to come here and wash some dishes for a place to sleep and kind of soak up all of this energy energy that's happening. And I think um, one of the exciting, one of the things that stands out to me in this residency is the intentionality of it. It's really like investing in the person who's coming here in a different way. Um, and, you know, expecting that the person who comes here is committing to their inner work and engagement in the community as well as providing the service. Um, and I think this really harkens to the way that we've welcomed co-workers in the past who are really embarking on this journey outside of their, you know, typical life to, to learn something about themselves and do, a, do something of service to the greater world. So this is a residency really rooted in that. Um, so here's another you know huge asset that we have. The hall we've been renting out here and there, um, and I just wanted to make sure that we didn't forget to mention it here, that this hall's amazing. Um, overnight accommodations. So I don't know where my notes for this are, but I did this little experiment where I counted up all the single bedrooms on the estate minus two caretaker apartments, and we have 60 private rooms. Many of those could be converted either to double rooms where two people are staying in them, or um, bunk rooms, where, you know, you could have up to eight bunk beds, which is pretty commonplace in centers like this around. So we have a huge capacity to really make this thing big enough that it's sustaining itself. Um, And overnight retreat amenities. We've got the pool, the sauna, hiking trails, weight room. We'll have the cafe and retail shop here that people can visit. We're already having yoga classes, so we could put a little bit more energy into that and having a regular schedule. The art gallery that people can peruse. there's an opportunity to expand into like massage and holistic healing modalities and offering that here in some way in the future. We have the library. There's plenty of places that could be meditation rooms, like the gazebo down in the woods, for example. Um, we, could have op- we could have art open studios. People could be taking art classes. We have all of these pianos. I mean, it's just, when you sit down and really list it out, it's kind of,
0: crazy.
2: yeah, like we have so much at our fingertips. And these beautiful gardens that people could walk around. We could even have, you know, like meditation gardens or something. Um, We could have a workshop, how to create a backyard meditation garden. And then people who are staying here could enjoy it forever. (laughs) Um, And then also the the basketball, volleyball court. So other potential workshops outside of what we've been talking about in terms of art retreats, there are many people in the world who basically have their traveling show, they have their thing, and they go to different centers and present, and they have a following. So we could tap our current you know, internal community, the people who are already connected to Sultan, and the people who are connected to Camp Hill, and people who may not have any idea what Camp Hill is. Um, but workshops in horticulture, biodynamics, permaculture, sensory gardening. So there's the whole horticultural sphere. Um, we could have economics retreats. Um, there's a whole lot of cryptocurrency and local currency energy happening right now, so we could be a hub for that. We've talked about having deep democracy... Um, I'm running out of like saliva or something at this point. <laughs> um, we've talked forever about having deep democracy workshops here or something of the sort that's open to anybody and people from the surrounding area or even farther could travel and come here and experience what we've been doing internally for years. And then, um, I didn't even put any names next to this wellness yoga thing because there's just thousands of people that are, that are doing this. Um, so we could offer wellness retreats here as well. Um, and then just a little exercise of, of you know, imagining how we could utilize the buildings that have been used in a certain way for so long, you know, the office could be the welcome center, and we have a reception desk there, and it could also be an arts building, where all of those offices are turned into art studios. Iduna um, could be the place where we have community meals. Whitson Hall is pretty clearly like an art-centric place because we have the gallery. um, But we could have music studios here. We could have music studios in lots of different places. um, Yeah, so the Entwine studio, (coughs) we've had kind of thought experiments (laughs) of all the different places that the studio could live. And actually where it's at is pretty perfect. So we'll just imagine it's still there. And then all the other spaces could be hospitality, hospitality, overnight places. This is where my notes are. 60 private rooms. How's everybody doing? I've been talking for a while. so great. Yeah? Great. Okay, cool. Do you need some water? Uh, you know what? I think I have some. That's a great idea.
0: <laughs> Just more, is that, you
2: know, we want to hear more. Yeah. So uh, here's a slide just to say, oh gee, this is like sort of not what we've been doing, but actually um, let's talk about how this is inclusive and how it's actually really awesomely inclusive. <laughs> um, so this could offer employment and volunteer opportunities for people with diverse, with diverse abilities and backgrounds. Um, we could offer specific... Art workshops or horticultural workshops for people with disabilities that would be open to anybody, so people could be traveling here from California on their vacation to take this, you know, special painting class alongside people who have, you know, a, a share like a similar life experience. Um, this is not about what do people with disabilities need. It's what does this person need. So it's an interesting way to kind of, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it on this recording. (laughs) And then uh, one thing that's pretty commonplace among these kinds of art centers is scholarship programs. So often a week-long retreat is $2,500, which is a little bit outside of the range of what many people can afford. So to really start off on the right foot by offering scholarship programs that make this accessible to all kinds of people and also has the highest possible quality that we can in a startup you know, situation so that it's attractive to people who have a really high skill level. So we've gotta you know, work on building our connections with, with art schools and different teaching artists all over the place. So, how is this Camp Hill? I mean, you could... I've heard this question quite a bit about Sultane before. We talked about totally shaking things up. Um, And Carl Koenig once wrote, it appeared that Camp Hill in its present form and structure would have to become a kind of center where those who wish can be instructed and trained in in order that their further work outside of Camp Hill enrich the spheres of social and healing activity. So, if we... Think about the, the real values that Camp Hill was founded on. You know, let's come together and see each other from a place of dignity. Let's learn about ourselves so that we can really do an amazing job in the world and, and you know, meet our destiny from the best possible place. Um, this is really a different form of a way to do that. It's bringing people in from anywhere to have this enriching experience so that they can go out into the world with um, maybe having learned something new or, or gained a new perspective um, I don't have a pretty picture on this one but I just wanted to talk about Sultan's life myth and you know Sultan is a place where Parseval grew up it's a place where there was lots of culture and art and it was nurturing and um, he, he gained the inner faculties to be able to go out and fight his life's battles and do really amazing things in... Just start again. <laughs> Splice them together. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say like this is true to Sultan's life myth in a really cool way. So um, I don't want to get too deeply into this at this meeting but we could at some future point potential income streams (coughs) craft and art classes, overnight accommodation cafe sales retail sales from the new Entwine store hall rental, studio rental workshops and intensives and um, this last bit fundraising and foundation distributions I think it really gives us an opportunity to open up our our message and, um, you know, opens opportunities for different kinds of grant writing and a new donor base. So, um, yeah, messaging to donors. And then the expenses... um, We basically have all of our expenses, (laughs) we're paying all of these things now, and obviously the expenses would increase, um, but I think there's some real potential at gaining a whole lot of income while increasing expenses less than the income is increasing. And then I have a whole spreadsheet that I've been playing around with that I'm very happy to share with Anyone who wants to help me with it. <laughs> um, so I talked to Kate yesterday, and she is super excited about looking at different marketing strategies and what is our target audience. Um, you know, how are we connecting with art schools and art students and horticultural um, communities and you know these kind of wellness. Um, people who are leading wellness centers and who would be interested in coming to wellness retreats. Um, so, this part um, is where I would really like your guys' feedback in particular. So, SWOT is uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And um, there were a whole bunch of other slides that I kind of fit into this framework because I think it's really helpful. So, just a beginning, that I've spent like maybe 20 minutes putting uh-huh. this part together. Um, so some of our strengths include experience in our midst. And I have a slide that has our collection of art degrees. Um, Sultane's <laughs> S- life myth is a strength. Um, we have this, this uh, deep history to draw on. The asset of our land, buildings and amenities. And I think the fact that we're kind of in this era of Inclusion being the at the forefront of social change in terms of like disability advocacy. And I think this is an interesting opportunity for us to really exercise that. <laughs> um, weaknesses. Oh, so here's our land. Oh, so pretty. Here's some of our art degrees. <coughs> Um, We have the Calmer Gallery, which is an amazing strength. And then moving into weaknesses, um, we're lacking experience in how to run an overnight retreat center. And connections. Thanks. Connections to art schools. Um, You know, we've gotta figure out who we're marketing to. And we have an aging infrastructure. I think in order to get our spaces to a place where It's, you know, we're really proud to offer it as a place for people to stay. It's going to take quite a bit of work and some capital.
1: Can I ask a
2: question? Yeah, please. What do you mean exactly when you say connection to art schools? It's probably not a weakness, more of an opportunity. Because... Like I know you probably have I mean we had this list of all the people with their art degrees who are mm-hmm. alumni of an art school and
0: so is that a connection in your or is that a type of connection
2: mm-hmm. okay. I also so used to work for the Dean of yeah. Continuing Education at yeah. the University of the Arts and I used to, yeah, and I used so to work at art schools I so, a student student be so I'm just going to move that because <laughs> they, cause they well, also, also work with um, professional art educators and also special, special education along with Continuing education to Strength. So that
1: that I got your arm. Yeah, I'm going to say that you I'm are.
0: Our, our connections is our is a strength. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, would, I would, though, offer that to leave it there as well while you yes. have that because there are a million. Yes. A million. Oh, yeah, other. For sure. S- well, okay, so we, a, we have lots of connections to Philadelphia area. Yeah. Schools. More. Okay. Papa, you Arts Tyler. What else? I don't really have any.
2: Yeah. yeah, he was a terrible student and there's no connection to the administration <laughs> did you go to art school? <laughs> so I think another strength is our connections to not the arts but just our Canthill connections in general mm-hmm. and connections to biodynamic schools and um, associative like people who are practicing different methods of economics, people who are practicing like homeopathy um you know, our network is pretty big, whereas someone who is starting up something like this that is not Camp Hill connected, um, it just is a huge advantage.
1: I also think another advantage that we have is our connection to local producers, whether it be beekeepers or dairies or local flower farms, like there's a huge network of small-scale produce artisans. Food
2: producers, maybe not just food, but agricultural producers. Yeah, I think another strength is our location, our um, proximity to Philadelphia and like Exton and King of Prussia, while not while still being rural. So it's like you can have your little vacation in the middle of this kind of suburban area. I
0: would say for something really substantial, our proximity to New York City is a strength mm. as well. I mean, two and a half, three hours is not too long yeah. to travel for something.
2: And also, if we want to get crazy, our proximity to Washington D.C. Yeah, because yeah, if perfect. we were to be offering, you know, like deep democracy workshops, the closest one is San Francisco. Oh, that's good. You know who in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We've got yeah. Here. So, um, I'm sure there's a, uh, you know, we have a bunch more weaknesses, but that's a little bit hard to look at, so let's move on. <laughs> Opportunities um, connecting with more art schools. <laughs> Bringing more people to this campus to enrich one's inner experience to face the challenges of life. So an opportunity of getting more people to experience what we all get to experience on a daily basis. Um, Connecting with our local East Nat Mill community, it could enrich our local community. So by having an art center in the middle of this, you know, kind of rural setting, it could really bring people together in a meaningful way. Um, an opportunity to expand our donor base, and Mm -hmm. it's actually an opportunity for Camp Hill to be accessible to more people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, um, yeah, that's something that isn't so foreign to Sultane, because we have this impact in Phoenixville, and I think this is like stepping that that up a couple rungs on the ladder, actually.
0: Uh, Danielle, can we briefly go back to weaknesses, though? Um, I'm just thinking, even when Sultan operated in the classic Campbell sense, we really struggle to provide continuity at hand of the people to carry the stuff, and I think that will probably continue. Um, you know, Unless Lauren signs her name in blood under <laughs> a contract, I will be your lifelong textile person, you never know. What happens, and I think it's just good to be mindful of how to build a structure that can sustain it even if the people change.
2: That's um, probably something that we could put under threats as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I think our. our (laughs) (laughs) Is that funny? (laughs) You It's really. I mean, as soon as the slide comes up that says, camp or." Sultane Cafe Glenmore, I can't help but blush because I know the hurdle of having a business like that operating on this campus is going to be a huge challenge to tackle and it's going to be a hard sell, but I think it's possible.
1: Mm -hmm. I think if you go under the guise of an educational place that has a cafeteria and these things it's kind of a way to fit it in with that that zoning question because schools and places have cafes and cafeterias and yeah. offer food as part of the, the packages they offer. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also run for supervisor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting.
1: But I'm trying to think, Sean McElhugh had a word for that, that threat that Sabina was bringing up, and that continuity, what do you call that? Succession. How things get handed off, and and uh, we we grow that capacity versus the danger of being over dependent upon an individual's talent. And if they leave, then well, we used to do that. Dot, dot, dot. Um,
2: I don't know. Call it turnover.
0: I um. Is it a weakness or a threat? I mean, you, Danielle, described our location as a strength, which is true in relation to the big urban centers, mm-hmm. and yet it's also a weakness. Or, if, uh, I mean, uh, I sometimes wonder, who's gonna drive out here to do all that stuff? Do you know what I mean? So how how are we gonna attract the people to come to a place they have never seen or mm-hmm. don't know? So I'm,
2: I'm not yeah. sure where that sits, but... Uh, and we're, we're pretty rural here. There's like 1,200 people in Ant, East Ant Mill township. Yeah. there's no public there. transportation. So,
0: I mean, it is a little bit of a, of yeah. a tricky thing, I, I imagine. Maybe
2: we could offer part of the package is paying people up to this <laughs> train <station>. <laughs> <laughs> that That's also all in the marketing and oh. who you're going after because people going to, you know, Penland is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. People yeah. travel yeah. across the world to go there.
0: That's right, yeah. You know, it's really
2: who the talent that you bring in is also really a, a big factor. There's an outreach job. <laughs> Talk to her. Because, because <laughs> I'm going to call Alan the Fish say, come teach photography here.
0: Because people go there and travel far distances because something amazing is exactly. taking place there. So that's yeah. what we are yeah. having to build
2: up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, Four twenty eight. so I just want to kind of give my conclusion. I do have to leave at 4.30. Um, So when I first started putting this out on these slides, I felt like I was trying to create a new future, that this was something really new. And the more I talk about this and share it with people and have conversations, it's like, yeah, this is exactly what we've been doing. It's just kind of mixing it up in a different way, and looking looking at it in a different, with a different lens. Um, you know, you can think about it as we're picking up the operations of CAP, the cafe, Entwine, and Soul Kitchen, and literally replanting them back in Glenmore, and we're doing the same stuff that we've always been doing, and I also feel really strongly that it's not, it doesn't matter so much what it is that we're doing. It why we're doing it and the values that we're operating out of. Um, So we could, you know, have a laundromat here and could (laughs) say that it's Camp Hill because when you come to this laundromat, this is the experience that you're going to have. You're going to walk away with this, Mm -hmm. you know, being changed in this way. so we could do that. We could do an infinite number of other things, or we could do what we've already been doing and what we have experience in, and just like do it really well and offer it to as many people as possible. Um, what else do I have here? So I think one thing that's also really great about thinking about this campus in this way is that it's actually positively impacting the Phoenixville Enterprises. Whereas if we were to do anything else here, you know, it would be kind of neutral where, um, you know, having this relationship, it's growing the cafe, it's growing Soul Kitchen and providing more opportunities, it's greatly expanding CAP's impact and the number of people that, you know, could potentially be going through there, and, um, you know, the opportunities to the teaching artists who are there, and then, uh, we're just, we're just bringing it back here, (laughs) (laughs) um. Great photo, by the way. Thanks, Kate. Compliments of Kate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back to the, the assets of this establishment. Like, we already have a kiln, we have studio spaces, we have plenty of options for where we could put a cafe or a, caf- a cafeteria. We have um, options for bulk ordering for all all of the enterprises and like storing stuff out here because we have all the space. Um And we have the capacity to do this. Like, yeah, we'll have to seek expert advice and, you know, bring in some new people who have different talents. But currently in our midst, we have um, this energy of hospitality. We have really amazing administrators who are organized and who have been running things for 20 years. We have fundraisers. We have marketing professionals. We have people who are growing... Food and fruits and vegetables, and have been for years, and have education in that. So, it's really utilizing the assets that we currently have at our disposal. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just kind of sprung this on you. No, they had a heads up. Uh, you know, it's
0: a couple hours. <laughs> no, so I was trying to email yesterday or the day before you. Yeah. But you would do that. Sure. So, um, thank you Danielle for the presentation. I don't know for whom this is completely new. Um, but I would like to encourage us to carry that and mill it over. Sultan's life myth. Life's myth. And all the other um, amazing things. Um, check out these other retreat centers, it's really inspiring to just
2: look at other places and
0: um
2: huh, So was. I'm I'm just showing you this because I, I want you to realize that I'm taking it really seriously that I want your feedback and your honest feedback. So like the people who I'm sharing this with, I'm expecting that they've told me what they really think about it. <laughs> so your your name's Is are that all going to appearance? Um no, <laughs> yeah. it's random. Okay. It might be in order. I wish you could said yes. Yes.
0: So what I want to say, if uh, if we can then come back next week for part of the meeting, and have a bit of a conversation. How did this land with? As we've all individually maybe had the presentation and got excited on our own in our own little corner. Maybe we can get excited together, and uh, generate some synergy around this and see where it takes us. Is that okay? Please, yes. We have other things we have to also tackle. Next week one is uh, hearing just the word peer review process and who knows what can be shared next week. Um, Adrian is actually uh, excited to get a slot to talk about local currency in here. Hmm. And uh, there was something else but I kind of can't. Run. Huh? Fever run. The fever run conversation. Thanks. We have an election for the chair committee. <laughs> right now? No, no, no. Next, week. next week. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, let's elect her. <laughs> let's have it. you, have you officially, yeah. stepped forward? I am shocked. I love um, it. Yeah, me too. We'll see how it goes. But so, since the average committee can't meet for the next couple of weeks, just to, I, I knew that all everybody in the average committee was wanting it, so. Okay, great. Thank you, Krista. Yeah. I could see the outreach had already coming on. Very yeah, well. that's All, that's right. That's All right. right, I think people have to go, is that right? Thank you so much for showing up. I just let you go. Thank
1: you.